Hello, beautiful listeners. Welcome to another episode of Raw Thoughts Pod, your least favorite podcast. It's your host here, Shanze Reza, and I am super stoked to bring on a, a guest that is different from what I've covered before. It's more in the business route than it is focusing on the individual and what they've done and the impacts they've really brought. Um, and they are two founders of a business called Zudo. So this episode is called What's the Buzz Around Zudo? Um, I'm going to let the two guests introduce themselves in a briefing of who they are. Awesome. Hey, everyone. So my name is Ibrahim. I'm the founder of Zudo. I uh, started Zudo back in 2018. And right before Zudo, I actually went to school for electrical engineering. And since then, I've been working in business. There we go. <laughs> Hello everyone, my name is Zuni. I work on Zudo with Ibrahim, he's my husband. Um, And a little bit about my background is I actually have studied psychology. I have two masters in it and I am really excited to talk about how I bring in my research into the business and kind of give it more meaning. Yes. So I'm excited to be here. I'm, I'm excited to have you guys and like get into the nitty gritty and the business background because it really does intrigue me but I just can't get behind numbers and all of that approach and marketing. It's scary. You're like in people's faces, buy this stuff, but you guys do it in such a natural way where the, your customers are, it's, it's more of like uh, this community than it is really buy and sell. And I want to talk about that with you guys. But first I want to know the Zudo's name. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I get this question a lot actually. So the name Zudo is actually inspired by Zunera, so that's where like the ZU comes from. Yeah. Zudo, and then do is like a personal mantra. It's like strive for what you want to do, and just kind of combining the two, Zudo. Right. So okay. that's, that's that's where Zudo comes from. I love it. I love that. And yeah. was it a, like a single founder, or and then you joined on Zuni, or was it you got both at the same time? Your both of your heads were in the game. Where where in the timeline does all of that set up? Yeah, so we, we started it together. Uh, it was actually before we were married. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, I think the dynamic was a lot different. But essentially, um, I think I kind of like... I, I would he, say was, like he was finding a, a gift for me, yeah. Exactly, right? So it's like I was trying to find a gift for her. Couldn't really find anything that I think she would resonate with. And then from there, it was like a little spark in my head where I was like, essentially, I went to um, a designer, got a name necklace designed, and then she absolutely loved it. Here's, here's the thing. Yeah. So when we were um, getting engaged, he proposed to me. And, you know, we're Pakistani, and Desi culture is so common to uh, give really heavy bridal jewelry as a gift. You know, pure gold, like something that's, like, super um, glam. And I understand the concept of it is to help build wealth and really show your appreciation for the family and the bride you're bringing into your family, too. But that's that's just not my style. And living in America we don't get the opportunity to wear this kind of jewelry on the daily or at, even on occasions. You don't want to show up other brides. It's kind of embarrassing. In mm-hmm. Pakistan, everyone will rewear all of their bridal jewelry it's and their there. outfits. Yeah, but I wanted something a little bit more meaningful, but just more dainty, more simple, because that's what I like. And I wanted something I could wear every day. Mm-hmm. And I told everybody, I was like, can you just find me something that I can wear that will really uh, signify our bond that's just a little bit more like, um, like wearable. Wear, exactly. yeah. yeah. And so he couldn't find anything. And I kind of told him I was like Not something. Everything was like super bulky. So. Yeah. And so he actually designed this beautiful pendant. And it said Zanera and Ibrahim and rose gold, which I really like rose gold. I know that's not 
super common also in Lucy Conte, yeah. all of your gold. But um, yeah, and in the in this in the um, endeavor, basically he was designing a couple other pieces, and so in the process of finding me a gift, he designed an entire line of jewelry and then turned it into yeah, a business. So we essentially started off with that one piece, and then we kind of just started going from there. Um, but yeah, that was that was a catalyst for. Yeah, so. one of the other pieces was like a cuff that said Bismillah to kind of uh, recognize the beginning of our relationship. Um, uh, yeah, gra gratefulness. So it was just like. Well, it was kind of like starting together and then like, you know, Zuni's very creative. So we, you know, kind of bounce ideas back and forth. Um, we both have very different roles as well. So I think that really helped out. And, and at yeah. the time he was still working as an engineer yeah. and I was still in school researching. So really, he was doing everything, mm. and I was just hand modeling. Yeah. <laughs> we need that. It just doesn't make sense without it. Yeah. Okay, so I before we get to my next question, I just want to know real quick, it's been about, what, five years since the birth of Zudo? About to be, yeah, wow. that's crazy. Five years. That's got to be a lot for your mental well-being, and I know rescheduling this because... Ibrahim, I know you were sick maybe twice of rescheduling this. I know, this. I know, it's been, it's been crazy. So how do you guys uphold that while making sure business doesn't go down? That is a very good question because I feel like, at least at least for me personally, um, I would say a year and a half or so ago, I definitely burnt out. And I was just like, I don't know, I was, I was not in a good mental space, but um, essentially I think trying to... I think it's been like a work in progress over the past couple of years, just trying to figure out how to actually balance business with personal life. Cause um, I, I think for me personally, it was really hard to kind of balance everything. Um, so in, in terms of like mental health, for me personally, I think meditation has been game changing. I've been meditating since 2018, every single day. So that's that's been very helpful to me personally. Um, I also started seeing a therapist a year ago. So I am very, you know, like I'm a huge advocate for therapy at this yes. point because I think it's been life-changing for me personally. So I'm, I'm slowly working on it. I'm definitely not where I want to be, but I think I'm, uh, uh, I'm slowly getting to a point where, you know, I'd be kind of happy with it. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a really good point. I think anyone in any career can get really burnt out because especially with everything going on in the world, none of us really predicted the pandemic. That was kind of, really uh difficult to cope with and um throughout this process i think we both have really evolved i mean like we were saying earlier he was working as an engineer and doing this on the side i was studying as a researcher i was actually in a phd program and then after the pandemic um like i had some health issues so i actually ended up leaving my program and deciding i need to make some decisions for myself to take care of myself both my mental and physical health and sometimes you're at a crossroads and i think like you start thinking like, I need to make a right decision, yeah. but you begin to realize there is no right or wrong. You mm -hmm. just have to pick what's best for you. Yeah. And sometimes when it does come to your, especially your physical and mental well-being, you have to be a little bit selfish because yeah. if you aren't, you're not gonna have enough of yourself to okay. give no. to whatever you're creating. And for us, we're really privileged in um, being able to work on this together. It definitely has its own challenges, which we can get into a little later. <laughs> yeah. But the great thing is, when I was suffering through my own health issues, 
Ibrahim was really there to be like, hey, don't worry about anything. I'll take care of things. And, my, and our team is amazing. Our team is super supportive and we really all have each other's backs. And I think that's kind of culture we want to cultivate Absolutely. in our business to make sure we allow each other time to heal and rest and re-energize so that you have something to come back to. And during the time that he was burnt out, then I had a little bit more energy in me to be like, hey, you take a step back, take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. I'll take over for a minute, steer the ship. But um, but really, what we recognize is it, it's really important to have a good teamwork in each yes. other, but then also with the rest of the team we work with. Absolutely. Otherwise, everything falls apart. And it's nothing without like the being on the same page and ha- providing that healthy work environment, which I love. And exactly. you guys changing that culture. Um, I want to talk about marketing and how that looks like for you guys. How, has it changed? Are you guys doing the same approach since you guys have started? Talk to me about that. Yeah, so were you going to say something? Oh, I was going to say in the beginning when we first started, uh, I want to reemphasize we didn't study this in our educational background. Mm-hmm. Literally learned it on the go. So yeah. especially Ibrahim, I really want to commend him because he started everything from the ground up, from zero, and he taught himself. So my background in marketing is zero. I Like I said, I was helping with social media in the very early days, yeah. and then I kind of that off but really it's been Ibrahim who's been leading everything so yeah like in terms of marketing and stuff I feel like um I think one thing we realized early on was how important content was Mm -hmm. so I remember Zuni and I we would you know every weekend we would try to set set, like shoot dates and then it would be like Zuni hand modeling all the pieces and then essentially that's that's you know that's how we started right and we just started with social media uh Instagram Facebook etc and then what we I just want to cut in and say one more thing. In the first year when we started, we didn't tell anybody that we knew that we were doing this, which is why I keep saying I was hand modeling because we didn't show our faces. Yeah. Right, right. Only our like, like immediate not, family. Not knew. a single person knew, and then yeah. a year later we kind of told people. But okay. in terms of like initially the marketing, what we you know we wanted to try a bunch of different marketing channels just to see what actually works, what doesn't work, and um, you know we did a lot of influencer marketing. That's been a really big uh, marketing channel for us personally. Just reaching out to influencers, working with a lot of great influencers, um, paid advertisements, mm-hmm. and you know a really big one for us as well. You know TikTok ads, Facebook, etc. Ambassador marketing. We have a great ambassador program. Okay. So, you know, it's essentially like you sign up, you become a pseudo ambassador, you get a code, and then you essentially, you know, either showcase your pieces and if someone uses your code, you get a little commission. So it's great because you get paid exactly. to pay so to like work with us. Really yeah. cash, right. Yeah. So a lot of people join that. Um, Emails? Can, yeah. I was going to say email marketing, SMS mm-hmm. marketing is very big for us. Yeah. Um, and, content, yeah. and, and another thing that we realized that I think we really enjoyed is finding events that we can actually show up to and it's really fun because then people can actually see our face our faces but then also our pieces and get a real feel for them and I really love them because then I get to actually one-on-one interact interact with them and I don't get to do that Mm -hmm. on the daily basis and only recently I think just this year um we used to go live once in a while to try to engage with our community but I think um I just get camera shy sometimes so like I, I I think you're so, so natural she's amazing that's so nice I don't know I think like after going through everything I went through I used to be like really online on social media but mm. for the past two three years after what I went through with my health issues I kind of just went completely MIA and that so it's been very hard for me to get back onto social media because I struggle with wanting to I don't know put myself out there but one thing I realized is 
going live, do you get a chance to just talk to people more? And I really like that. Yeah. But I do get nervous about it sometimes. I don't know how to explain it. I just get anxiety. I, I, do, I get it. I get it, though. But yeah. I would like to say that we don't see any of that. We don't sense any of that. You're, you're covering it up pretty well, <laughs> if that's the case. Yeah. Um, another thing I was going to say with marketing, like, I think one really important thing to understand, and I think I kind of figured this out afterwards, and I'll give you a really interesting example that I came across, but essentially all the marketing channels are actually related, right? So if you're spending more on Facebook ads, your Google ads are going to do better. You're going to get more email signups. Your emails are going to do better. Your SMS are going to do better. Um, For example, Pinterest is a great retargeting channel, right? So it might not be good for like top of funnel, which is people finding you for the first time. Whereas if someone's been on your website, you can retarget them on Pinterest and that works really well. So it's like, it's like figuring all this stuff out. And I don't know how, data heavy you want to get but yeah. one thing I really um you know like for me it was like it was like this moment where I was like whoa like and it was essentially how like all channels are related but what happened was we were at a convention I think it was like ICNA or ISNA mm-hmm. and someone came up to us and they're like oh I saw your ad on Facebook right and they're like oh I didn't want to purchase because I wasn't sure what the jewelry was like mm-hmm. and they held the piece and they're like wow this is like great quality and they bought right on the spot so for me I was like oh so even though my return on ad spend on Facebook ads yeah. right, might not be what I maybe want, what happens is uh, six months later, a year later, one of those customers will come back and actually end up purchasing. Yeah. So it's like everything's related. Um, yes. So that, that was for me very insightful. And this is amazing. I'm getting like a business diploma right on the spot. Just through this. Well, we'll sign your certificate. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Podcast. 2023. <laughs> um, I would like to say that I found you guys via TikTok, a TikTok um, oh, really? ad, and I found a similar business before you guys, but, and we're going to talk about that and like competition in, oh, yeah, in, in this, <laughs> if you guys are comfortable. Um, yes, yes. But that company was way too pricey for me. I found you guys and I was like, okay, I got to invest ASAP and I did. And it's a, I'm a fan to say the least. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Thank you. That's so yes. Um, yeah. I purchased like, like my mom is. <laughs> um, but then when she saw that it was the Pakistan flag, then she was okay yes. with my purchase. <laughs> yes. Glad we're mom approved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and okay, so you, Zuni, told me about how your in-person interaction was is really like, um, energizing and like it's something that you don't get to take part of, too much. I know this is probably way down the line, but are you guys considering or daydreaming of having a shop, a physical shop? That's a great question. We've been going back and forth about that for a while, especially with like COVID and like retail stopping, but I don't know, inshallah, I feel like it's, it's, it's something, you know, um, there, there might be an opportunity there yeah. for us to explore. I think it's still out in the open. And Yeah, you're not the first person to have mm-hmm. asked this. And yeah. time and time again, whenever we've held these in-person events, so many people have been like, man, if you really opened up a shop, mm-hmm. I think so many more people yeah. would be able to feel more um, confident and comfortable mm-hmm. purchasing. Because again, it is like you see an ad, you're not sure about it. But then so many people have come by and they will say the same thing. They're like, oh, I've seen you on Instagram. I've seen you on TikTok. But now that I'm feeling the quality of the piece mm-hmm. and seeing it, I feel more convinced, yeah. you know, and I get that because when you're purchasing something, especially something that we're, we're guaranteeing a lifetime warranty and, you know, um, showing people that our jewelry is rust and tarnish free, which by the way, I just want to say Ibrahim at our last event, 
he bought these water fountains and put our jewelry in them. And so many people walked by and were like, wow, that's so nice and reassuring to see. Yes. And we even had a customer who said- We had like five, six people. Yeah, we had a customer who came by and she said she was wearing one of her pieces and it accidentally went into her laundry machine. And it still came out after being washed and it was still in good condition. Yeah. So like the thing is when you see it in person, it's just it's a lot, a different it is a different experience. Yeah. But I will also say one thing that's holding us back is I'm sure as we've all noticed, a lot of retailers are kind of not staying in business. Mm -hmm. Like malls are dying out, you know? Yeah. So I feel like when it comes to that decision, we need to think more about what are people doing? And so mm -hmm. one thing we are trying a little bit more is to do to show up more to these conventions and to these events that are coming out these pop-ups and try to be more active and participate in the community where other people are yes. excited to attend something and, exactly. and they know you're real they know that you're exactly. Right. Not like the, exactly and then also um on top of that though one thing you know like a, i guess like a step before opening up our own retail shop we, we you know we have partnered with a couple other shops where they already have a shop but they'll carry zero pieces amazing yeah, so that's like, you know, if if you have a shop and you want to carry Zudo pieces, you know, you guys can, uh, you know, uh, email, email us, us at wholesale at Zudo.co yeah. <laughs> and we'll take care yeah. of you. But so um, it's like a stepping stone towards, you know, maybe having our own retail shop. So, yeah. Right. Um, I know we talked a lot about challenges and like starting up on your own with no previous background of sorts with what you're doing right now. Are there any other challenges or learning curves that you guys want to mention right now before we hop into the next question? Oh man, where do I start? I know, I was going to do the same thing. So, I, okay, so here's, here's a couple of things I've learned, right? When I was working as an electrical engineer, I, you know, I was focused on one aspect of my job, right? And what happened was um, with Zudo, right? It was essentially I was doing my nine to five and then it was like a five to 2 a.m. every single day trying to get Zudo off the ground. Mm. And what happened with Zudo was, you know, there's so many different departments. It's like admin, legal, you know, customer marketing, support. customer support, product development, right? There's like about 15 to 20 departments I can name. So it's like you have to get a good understanding of every single one of those to a certain extent just in order to grow the business. So I think that was the biggest challenge is, you know, how do I focus on all these various departments? But then when I quit my job to pursue Zudo full-time, you know, I went from being good at one thing, you know, for example, at my job, right? To now having to be good at, you know, 10, 20 different departments as my own boss. So I think that was like the biggest challenge. Yeah. And, and something yeah. that's cool that I'm like really proud of him for doing is every department that was developed like he had been in that position first and learned the ropes of that position before we brought on another team member to train them so like mm -hmm. when we first started out with customer support he was handling all the tickets like he was like responding to lunch breaks yeah and responding to people's messages <laughs> um he would be commenting on uh, people's instagrams like this was like when we were first starting where no one knew us yeah. he was doing everything he was making the website himself uploading like product photos all of that like by himself and then slowly like we would like onboard like one new team member and be like okay can we like what's one department or one task that's like time consuming that we can like delegate to someone else so you have more time and bandwidth other, to know, grow yeah. because if you are like if you're too stuck in the business in the day-to-day -day, right, you can't grow so you gotta mm -hmm. get like out of the business but in order to do that you need to understand what you're doing and mm -hmm. then it's like creating sop so a standard operating procedures. So mm -hmm. it's like a whole document, right? So for customer support, we have every single thing 
uh, every potential question someone could ask, it's like listed on document. Yeah. And then I brought someone on board, had them, you know, train them based on the document that I created. And then I kind of stepped out. Because the thing is, like each department is so important on its own, especially like, for example, because we're talking about customer support, that is like our direct communication with who we're, who we're interacting with. Mm -hmm. And we want to make sure they get the best experience possible. Absolutely. So anytime we're having any kind of interaction, we want to make sure that they're happy, that we're giving them the best um, experience possible. Yeah, exactly. And like consistent mm -hmm. experience. So, and then I'll say another challenge is um, just with, with what happens in the world, we can't always predict what new challenges are coming. And it's not super, I, I don't want to say like, stable but it's just very unpredictable like covid oh, and yeah. inventory management right so when covid happened i think inventory management was like a huge struggle for us because to, like, everybody yeah like everybody mm -hmm. stopped like the whole world stopped yes. you know for a second and so for us to figure out what are we doing are we like doing exactly? you know there was a time where we were packaging from our own home because we couldn't go physically like we couldn't leave you yeah. know um and and then like even the economy like mm -hmm. if people can't afford gas, people can't afford eggs, they're not going to buy jewelry. <laughs> so I mean, like, they you might. know, retail therapy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then we also have our own challenges where maybe we're like coming up with new product ideas and we're like, Hey, like, you know what? I think people are going to really like this piece. Yeah. We love this piece. It's mm -hmm. going to be, it's going to be great. And we'll launch it. And then the piece that we didn't like put as much like maybe time and energy into will do really great. But then the piece that we really thought was going to be like such a big hit, maybe it didn't take off the way that we anticipated yeah. and and that's going to happen but we get so we like surprise ourselves and like people surprise us yeah you know? so but yeah like tons of challenges but honestly i feel like that's also the fun part because it's like it's exciting having a challenge and figuring it out yeah. and i think for me personally i think that's what i enjoy the most i like, love that You're, you guys are so optimistic and not human i don't know <laughs> No, no, no. I, 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 I wanna... was talking to a friend today actually about like problems and stuff, and I was like, whatever problem we occur, right? The thing is, there's someone out there that's actually solved that problem. Mm. So the only difference between me and that problem being solved is just that knowledge gap. Right. So if I can shorten, close in that knowledge gap, I can resolve that problem. So for me, there's always like hope. So again, I am very optimistic. So yeah, yeah. but I want to just also say like we may be presenting this image like oh like it might seem like everything oh, is always great but i do want to say tough. there's a lot of days like i just don't want to get up yeah. i don't want to go to work i mean and and like kind of circling back to what i was saying earlier sometimes like for example i am actually not involved in social media on our team like i actually you know maybe i'll record some content or sometimes i'll go live but i actually like don't want to put myself online because i get nervous or like worried about um I don't know, like, I almost feel like if I put myself out there, I'm inviting other people to give their opinion on how I'm living my life or what I'm doing, you know, and, yeah. and that definitely like worries me. And so it makes me scared. But then I also feel guilty because I feel like that is something people are expecting from us is for us to always like show up and, it's, and it's present ourselves. Yeah. But um, it, it's like a weird balance. Like where, where do I do that? And so you have to like decide, like, do I protect my own well-being and my my peace mm -hmm. or do i give up that so that i can be present for the benefit of our community and the company mm -hmm. so every day it's like a struggle you know yeah. and and so we may be sounding like it's great but yeah. we have those challenges and then also i mean not like the elephant in the room is like we, we have challenges working with each other we're married 
So we're life partners, but also business partners. Yes. And that's a very difficult thing to navigate. Mm-hmm. And I will say to and the answer to that question about like, uh, do you present your face online or do you take a step back? I think the answer is honestly different each day and depending on like how people mm-hmm. are receiving and like their engagement. I, I want to say that n- not to put you in any sort of pressure to be more online, but seeing the face and the founders of this, of any business, it just gives you that closeness and that more mm-hmm. to, to purchase than exactly. to purchase by just a logo. Yeah. You know what I mean. can, I, can I ask you a question? So something that I think we struggle with, and maybe one reason we took a step back is we wanted the brand to kind of speak for itself. We wanted Zudo to be about the pieces that we're putting out. And what we realized is we didn't want the brand to be about us because mm-hmm. it obviously started with our story and we were very, very present in the very early stages. But we were like, we don't want Zudo to only be known as mm-hmm. Ibrahim and Zuni. We want yeah. Zudo to be known as the pieces themselves because a lot of these pieces that we come out with are inspired by our amazing Zudo fam. They tell us suggestions all the time and we really listen and try to come out with pieces that represent them and that they're asking for. Mm-hmm. So like you as you know, being our host and also like representing our Zudo fam. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you feel about that? Like, how do you, how would you, what would you tell us on on that topic? Can you rephrase? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let me rephrase. So, like, um, when we're trying to present ourselves, we don't want the brand to be only about us. us. Yeah. So we struggle with that. So what would you what would you say to us? Like you're still saying you still want to see. It's like I don't want the dependent. Mm-hmm. I don't want the growth of the brand to be dependent on us showing our faces. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that's there's like a balance between the two. So I think right now it's like leaning more towards us not showing up as much, but mm-hmm. we're still trying to do a lot of stuff behind the scenes. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean. There's, there's always those things where you can be interactive online and ask them like by polls and, and have those votes. Um, obviously, comment sections are always active and alive, and that's where you can get a lot of a response of where their ideas and their preferences are coming from. Um, but if I'm going to comment on your guys' story, I don't feel like that's being so forced into your your supporters or customers. I genuinely feel like it's a they know it, that's how the company birthed. I don't feel like they feel like when they're buying a piece, that's what they're thinking of constantly. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> that's good to know. Yeah, I, I genuinely, like, when I read up on your story, I was like, oh my God, that's so cute. But when I went to purchase it, I didn't think, I, I did feel like these were my um, pieces and they're sentimental to me and they didn't have to come from only that story. Yeah. That's really reassuring. That's good to know. Yeah. yeah. And quick question. Uh, you guys have a podcast episode or two. Is that going to be ongoing? Do you guys plan to kind of have a vlog or, or some sorts and expand or? Yeah. So we have like about what five to six episodes. We have a bunch like recorded that we just, you know, we're looking to post. I think it's like just trying to balance yeah. that with everything else as well. I mean, Chanze, as you have known and noticed probably in trying to arrange this podcast, Ibrahim is so busy. <laughs> it is so difficult for it's me to like months, even yeah. schedule time with him. So like, I think what we're struggling with is just the time commitment. And yeah. sometimes it feels like we want to show up and do 
provide we want to do a million things yeah we want to do so much but time is like so short and like, what, what i respect and appreciate is that like if you guys aren't doing the podcast or not doing one thing you're making sure to put your full quality into the things you guys are doing so i'd rather you guys do everything whatever you can whether it be one thing or two things and you do it well then you guys try to do 10 things and just exactly like, exactly. exactly you hit yeah. it right on the nail yeah. because I think that's another reason maybe we're not as like prioritization you know right exactly. like we're we really prioritize our quality of product so that is like number one to us and also um experience like whatever our zudo fam is experiencing we want it to be like top notch experience like the best experience and right. honestly i feel like a lot of our reviews and comments that we get are you know on the customer experience so i think we're, i think we're doing something yeah, right on that and, and we <laughs> also remind ourselves we're still young zudo is still young we're like still learning. we're yeah exactly we're still learning and our team is very small too mm. so when resources are limited and we're all trying to protect our own peace we're all trying to t- protect our own mental well-being and make sure that we're delivering on what we promise then these other additional i want to say like bonuses of podcasts or like content from behind the scenes those are those just aren't like as nice higher stuff. priority as these other things which is like what you were saying you know yeah. so um for my next question i want you guys to tell me one thing that and i mean, I know the list is really long but just one thing that you absolutely love from like what you're doing in this business is it like making you um products is it like receiving good um uh ratings i'm not quite sure yeah yeah that's it's a, a, it's good, a good one um if you don't know, I actually yeah, know well, what I want you, sir. I okay. mean, I'm so many, but yeah. Okay, I think my favorite thing is, um, so with my research background, I studied uh, sexual violence in the Muslim community and also a lot on mental health because I studied psychology. And so one of my favorite things that we do is we have partnered with several uh, charity organizations to develop pieces that are meaningful to their communities to help give them a voice. And then we also donate back to them uh, for every piece that's purchased. So Amazing. some examples are um, Heart Women and Girls. They're an organization that help raise um, awareness on survivors of sexual violence um, in the Muslim community and also just helping to end this, you know, perception of um, a woman in our community that's negative and also uh, giving a voice to survivors. So. We have several pieces with them and even like a, a care package. So 30% of proceeds go to them for every purchase. And for a long time, we were also sending home little cards that helped um, just give more education to our community because people don't talk about this topic. Mm-hmm. Another organization is um, Islam by Touch. And so we developed a, a Braille necklace that has love in several languages like English, Urdu, Arabic, and Braille. Mm. And so 30% of the proceeds goes to them and they create Braille um, uh, Islamic educational materials and Qur'ans. And the blind Muslim community is often forgotten and neglected. So yeah. giving them a platform to help raise awareness on this is so important. And so, and we have a couple others that we're working on right now mm-hmm. too that I don't want to give away yet, right. but we have a couple other collaborations that are helped geared towards raising more awareness on mental health and um, just, and also disabilities, like um, Muslims who suffer from disabilities. So a lot of these uh, communities that I think don't necessarily have the attention they need, especially in our Desi, Arab, South Asian, Muslim communities, I think that is what's bringing me the most fulfillment from this and what keeps me going, because there's a lot of times, I'm not gonna lie, like you said, 
I don't, I, I wake up and I'm like, why am I doing this? Do I want to do this? But that's the only thing that makes me feel like, okay, I, I feel like this is really important. Yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's like, it's more than just jewelry. You yes. know what I mean? Like we have a mission. We're really trying to give back and, uh, you know, support these causes that are so important to us. So yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. Continue. continue. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, please. Oh, well, I just wanted to say it's unfortunate that we can't just simply care about these social issues. So we do have to tie it with something materialistic. Um, but if that materialism is going towards good, I just love the way you guys have integrated and tied that in together. Um, I would like to also say I'm kind of embarrassed to not know that. I wish, like, is it on your website? I feel like I didn't read that up anywhere. We have we have some on our mission. We have our mission page. And yeah. Like, over there, we have like a bunch of orgs that okay, we work okay. with and like the pieces and links and stuff. So Amazing. Yeah. That's a good point, though. So we'll make sure to highlight that. Yeah, don't be more. embarrassed. Yeah. I think the other That's thing a, is... That just means we, we have to do something. But the other yeah. thing is like we don't want to like push that so much on our website to be like, oh, look at all the stuff mm -hmm. that we're doing. We do make it a little bit more subtle because mm -hmm. we also are so aware that other like several companies will broadcast these things and yeah. use that to reel people in yes so we're we also don't want to do that yeah I, I respect that and your yeah. approach to that amazing did you guys want to comment anything else i know i cut you off Ibrahim. oh yeah no so my my thing was um in terms of like what i really enjoy uh enjoy with the process i feel like for me it's like seeing the feedback and the comments from the community from the zoodle fam and I think for me personally, it's so it's so nice to see that because I'm really hard on myself and I'm always like, oh man, I wish I'd like, why didn't I do this? Or, you know, I'm always like criticizing myself, but I never take time to appreciate how far we have come. Mm -hmm. So I, I have like a vision board, right? That I look at daily. But on there, what I did was I went and screenshotted a lot of our like top customer reviews or whatever I really like. And just, I stuck it there because it just, it, it allows me to like see how far we've come. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, having like an idea, making making it come to life and then ha getting the Zoodle fans approval and like positive feedback is always nice. So, I, I want to yeah. say he lights up whenever anyone comes up to him and says anything about it. And I still remember the first time that he came home and was like, oh, my gosh, you'll never believe it. I saw someone just walking wearing around <laughs> in general that like he didn't know like a stranger wearing Zudo and he got so happy yeah it, it's dope you know what yeah. i mean like it's it's kind of cool yeah like so. you put that out there and someone bought it and you exactly. saw it amazing yeah, yeah. so uh, i feel, i feel like yeah for me for me it would be that yeah incredible responses i love it um, I want to talk about who is Zudo made up of um, i know you guys mentioned that it's a pretty small team. Can you guys give me, like, is it like in the hundreds? Is it like f around 50 people? Or, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, very, we're, yeah, we're very at, small we're team. We're at about um, 11 right now. Yeah, yeah, like less than 15. We have, like, yeah. we work with people, like, on project basis. And then we also have, like, our core team. So, but everyone is remote. Like, so we all have, like, our own remote community. We, um, one thing I love is we all like to, we're like, a, we're like our own little family. So we'll have our meetings, but we're always joking around stuff. We have our own like little channel where we're sending like funny memes and things like that. We're all so open to ideas and also protecting each other's like, you know, time. And like taking, yeah. So one, one other thing is like, for example, we only have meetings in the afternoons because everyone hates mornings. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, and we only have like meetings like on certain days of the week. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and we, what we tell our team is like, 
work when you think is good as long as you're getting your projects done that's great and if you don't just communicate and we all like cover for each other you know so so yeah i think like one cool thing is um we've we've had we have team members that are from all over the world and some of our team members we actually like met at conventions and they came up to us and were like oh we want to work with you and like you know things like that so um people have actively sought us out and sent us a message to say hey like i really respect your um, mission or i really like your pieces i want to know how i can get involved and then we've also had um several um people who have come in and interned with us so if anyone is interested in an internship if definitely reach out to us <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, okay. We have an amazing team, so I think that's one thing we like. We're super proud of. And and something I I'm actually working on right now. Hopefully, in the next few weeks, I'll get it kicked off. Is a way to ask other Zudo fam all over the world to see if they would be interested in working with us because we have so many events coming up that require us to travel. Okay. And so if we're going to California or Texas or DC or Chicago, you know, we're only like a few people, and so if we have other members. Of our, of our Zuda fam who are interested to come and like volunteer or meet us or come and work mm-hmm. with us we're really interested in yeah. growing amazing okay so in so you kind of answered it but I wanted to ask in terms of long term and or, and or immediate um intentions of growing the Zuda family uh, in working employment that's the question <laughs> Wait, wait, sorry, could you, could you repeat that? Are there intentions of employing anybody immediately for long term? Or do you guys like how it's smaller and you guys kind of just like communicate quicker and you, you get the oh. job done? Yeah, I mean, I, f- I feel like we're, we're, you know, we're always looking to grow. And I feel like if we find a team member that would be a good fit for the specific role that we're looking for, I mean, we're, we're, we're open to bring people on board like we're not going to limit ourselves to yeah and like one thing i want to say is um we actually had someone who did come up to us and say hey i would love to work with you we took their information and then we actually at that time didn't have you know a position position available but then like literally like eight months later we contacted them and was like hey we're looking for someone that is interested in what you're doing. She's Are you interested? In- like yeah, and like she's been like one of our core members now. So like if if anyone is interested, definitely reach so out. We we may if we don't have a position right now, who knows in the future. But to answer your question, I think I, I don't think I foresee us growing in the hundreds <laughs> anytime soon. Not anytime soon. You know what I mean? But like um, I do like keeping it small. And yeah. why? Because it just feels a little bit more like we all know each other. Yeah. And it makes us value each other's roles and actually get to know each other more. Mm-hmm. When you have too many people, especially when you're remote, I think it gets really difficult. I mean, we see all those like Zoom calls that have like oh twenty people. We can't like can't navigate that. No. <laughs> yeah, it just it just depends on like the time and where we're at. But yeah, yeah we're we're always open to you know talking to new people. And, okay. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Beautiful. All right. So I wanted to ask you guys customers and Karens and how you guys deliver customer satisfaction particularly to more angry customers emailing you guys and just like how how do you guys approach that yeah no good really good question so I feel like okay so one one thing I'll say is again for us it's like our, our top priority is customer experience and care so I'll give you an example um we were it was it was a customer in Dearborn and I think she needed a piece for like an engagement party or something right and we had shipped it out but there was an issue with usps so it didn't arrive in time and luckily we were like 30 40 minutes away from dearborn so i literally went 
and hand delivered her the entire package, threw in some extra pieces in there, and she's like super happy, right? So, like we'll we'll do whatever it takes to make sure that the customer's happy. Um, and essentially, like I don't know, that's that's one example. But I feel like we we do have a like any anything that we do come across, we do have um, I guess uh, responses or something that we kind of. We always give happy. the customer the benefit of yeah, the doubt, exactly. so we always try to see it from their side. But I do want to say to the general public, I want you all to recognize we're, uh, every business is not like Amazon. We can't guarantee delivery. Unfortunately, like Ibrahim, we, we, we we're, we're not physically delivering the pieces ourselves. So once we ship it out, it's actually not really in our hands yeah. what happens to it. But Which I we, think a lot of people do not, you know. Know they that. don't recognize yeah. that so we still yeah. will we'll still like take responsibility for whatever the shipping yeah. company like usps ups fedex whatever thing we're using yeah. like if something happens but i think customers <laughs> will get upset i know because they're expecting the piece yeah. but mm -hmm. i just want people to recognize what this is with any small business yeah. Yeah. you know and then i think you know if we need to hop on a phone call i think you know that's something we've done a lot mm -hmm. of times if you know a customer has a question we'll hop yeah. on a phone call um but then also what we realize is we try to understand like why the problem occurred and what was your you know core reason and just yeah. try to like peel back the onion or the layers right and try to figure out the root mm -hmm. reason and you know we've realized if you can set the expectations with the customer correctly mm -hmm. you'll avoid a lot of issues yes. so essentially whatever issue we come across we'll make sure we either highlight it more on the website or you know email uh communicate via email a little bit more um whatever it may be but we're, we're learning though and yeah. like when these issues arrive, uh, we also try to take note of any patterns. So if we see like a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, I really wanted this piece, but it's not fitting me right or something like that, then we'll be like, oh, maybe we should come out with it in another size. Mm -hmm. Or like, maybe we should make it more clear on the website what this piece is supposed to do or how to measure your ring size, you know, mm -hmm. like, so things like that. Like we try to really see what we, what more we can do to make it more clear. Yeah. And we're also looking at a lot of data that end because we have like a post-purchase survey so we had a ton of people be like oh i didn't know how to measure my ring size so we came up with a ring size a ring size or yeah we came up with a little product measure, like, people yeah. can buy it and they can like use it to measure their ring size or have other friends or family members use it so yeah, so there's, there's like a lot of examples like that but yeah we, we essentially analyze the data and then another one yeah. yeah another one was when we very first started our necklaces only came on like one chain link. Yes. And so we had so many questions on it. So we actually changed our chains to be adjustable. Okay. So when, when we notice these patterns, we try our best to like Cater see to what, what we can do to change on our end to make sure that we can try our best to change. Yeah. Another, well, thing, I, oh yeah, go ahead. another thing was like, it's, it's really impossible to make everyone happy. Yeah. Because then even when we changed the chains, mm -hmm. then we had people who were like, why'd you do that? We yeah, miss your old yeah. teams, you know? So it's gonna happen. Um, you can't win. <laughs> but, I, but I will say like, I feel like customer experience and support is hands down one of the most, um, you know, one of the departments I'm very, very proud of. And I feel like we're, you know, we're definitely, we're, we're trying our best and I feel like the customers are appreciating it. So, we're, you know, we're looking to improve obviously, but I'm very, you know, very yeah, proud of the department. The, sure. the best part is waking up to our Slack channel and our team members yes. sending screenshots of happy customers oh, after. It just, it just hypes everyone up. Yeah, yeah, we all like start sending emojis yeah. and, you know, loving yeah. that. So that's like really, really validating. Yeah. yeah, and all these things you guys have listed, 
it's amazing how you would look in retrospect and look back before even starting that you couldn't have possibly known to like cater to all of these sort of like exactly. unique scenarios mm-hmm. and that's just really amazing to see how it built and like exactly. you, you live and you learn that's yeah. the only way <laughs> truly yeah. um real quick you guys are based in canada no uh, Michigan. Michigan. So we have attended several conventions in Canada. Okay, so that's what threw me off. Quite often. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, I am Canadian though, but yeah. yeah. Okay. Where are you? Are you in Canada? Yes, Toronto. Hey, let's go. <laughs> yes. I grew up in Toronto, so. Okay. Yeah. Well, can I ask real quick what was the decision to, because I know, <clears throat> in terms of business, that also does, change, your outcome. So. Did, when Zudu came to be, did you guys consider going to Canada or did you think America, being in America was smarter? Um, yeah, so, I mean, so we, we were in America at the time and we just felt like it would just be simpler and easier to just okay. stay in America. And not have to yeah, because we, we met at University of Michigan, so we were living here, our families were here. I see. So it just it started the there. Yeah. But um, we do, we are exploring maybe in the future to at least open up like a warehouse in Ch- yes. in, in Canada mm-hmm. so that we can have, mm-hmm. you know, more options available Absolutely. to our Canadian Zudo fam. Because yeah. actually recently, like, we opened up a warehouse in the UK okay. to help our Zudo fam in Europe get mm-hmm. better shipping rates. Because obviously we understand that with international shipping, yeah. it can get expensive. Yes. So Canada is next. Yeah, inshallah. Inshallah. Okay. <laughs> so um, this is... And the next question is like something I've been curious from the moment I went on your website and why I became suspicious that this can't be real was because of the prices of your pieces. And I wanted to ask, how do you guys manage to make these very long lasting, beautiful statement pieces with the pricing that you guys put on them? Um, and, and not trying to like give you guys any ideas to like amp up the prices. But um, I mean, you guys are saying that you, you guys have sales all around the year of different sorts. You guys sometimes do some sorts of giveaways if there's like a compensation because a customer wasn't happy or any sort of reason. So those things add up. Oh, yeah. Where oh, are absolutely. you guys making money? <laughs> So in yeah, so in terms of our prices, honestly, we, we, we talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had to raise a little bit, but going forward, you know, we do plan on raising a little bit just because of the cost of goods and materials yeah. and everything is significantly increasing. So at this point we are um, you know, we're we're not where we wanna be, but we're kinda slowly working towards okay. getting there. So that's that's a big Naturally big with idea. inflation that's gonna happen. Yeah, um but I mean like in the simplest way, when we first started um maybe our pieces were a little bit more expensive at that time but in the simplest way to say it is like when we grew when we order more pieces it is more cost efficient for us so when people love a piece Mm -hmm. we just get more of it and then we're able to bring the price to a more reasonable reasonable and then also it's like in terms of customer support and like free shipping pieces or whatever it may be um i think this was more like of a that on like me internally where I was like okay if I can offer the best customer experience possible right I and I have one customer and we're going to be launching pieces over and over and these people need to buy gifts over and over my my thought process you know is hey if I offer a great experience they're going to come back and they're mm-hmm. going to tell their family members and they're going to tell 30 other people mm-hmm. so me sending them that you know product it might hurt me in the short term but in the long term because again i'm playing a long-term game right i'm not looking at one two years i'm looking at 
10, 20, 30 years, mm-hmm. my thought process is, hey, if I give them that great experience, they're going to keep coming back. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what's happening because, you know, you can look at the lifetime value of a customer and all these various metrics. So that's kind of what I was utilizing to make some of those decisions. And, and that's why we say once you purchase from us, you're part of Rizzuto fam, because I think one thing we really strive towards is a lot of these pieces, maybe if they were pure gold, obviously they would be significantly more expensive. Mm-hmm. But what we do is we coat it in 18 karat gold plating to make it um, last, it's tarnish free, and that's why we're able to offer a lifetime warranty. But we really, really believe in our quality. And so we know that if we can make it affordable, yeah. it's going to be easily accessible to people who maybe aren't able to afford, obviously, real gold. And then if you're wearing it on the daily, you know, sometimes if you're wearing a ring and you set it down, it's so easy to lose these yeah. things. We don't want people to feel like it's irreplaceable. Yeah. But then once people have purchased and feel and see the quality, then they're likely to just trust it more and trust yes. us more. And we want, we really want to focus on that relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. Prices are like slowly increasing though. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's, that's why the economy, like we yeah. have to, you know, because yeah. we also have to eat. I know. <laughs> um, Okay, so I'm gonna say a company's name, and if you guys don't feel comfortable for me to keep oh, it no, in, go ahead. okay. So what I feel like your competition is is nominal. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, not, not. I wouldn't say competition, but we're actually friends with the founder. I'm actually friends with the founder. Really. We're on really good terms. Yeah, I was gonna. So that's why it's like it's not really competition. It's all love between us. Yeah. But yeah I want to hear your question. Uh, well, I don't really have a question, but I just want to understand how are you guys existing while something. It, what you you guys are selling is in the market. Yeah. Okay, so me and Akram talk about this all the time, right? So we, we just met up in Igna and we spoke for like 20, 30 minutes. And um, essentially, it's like he gets asked the same question, right? Because he was telling me, he's like, people come up to him and they're like, hey, what do you think of Zudo? And mm-hmm. I get the same question all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And I tell everyone the same thing. And he has the same exact answer. And that's why I think we really vibe and connect with each other. But it's like, the thing is, I think it's just having this abundant mindset where honestly, there's so much out there for all of us where Nominal can have their customers, right? And Zoodle can have our customers and we can both grow and we can both have fun and we can both eat. And there's just so much out there that for me, I'm like, dude, it doesn't even matter if there's Nominal, right? Because I know that there's so much out there for me, Mm -hmm. right? And again, and I know that's also true because every single year we've been growing, right? So Akram was also telling me, you know, we were talking about numbers and stuff, right? And he was like, hey, they're growing. And I'm like, hey, we're growing. Right. And again, it's like we're kind of just having fun and doing this together. We share tips with each other. We talk with, you know, so it's it's, and, it's and, all love. And they're us. very yeah. kind. Like there was yeah. a time that our office actually flooded and they actually reached out and were like, yeah. hey, do you need anything? Do you need any? Because like I posted pictures of our boxes getting flooded and just letting our customers know like, I'll hey, yeah, he was like, do you guys need any envelopes? Do you guys need any supplies? So, you know, there is no ill feelings or yeah. anything like that. Mm-hmm. You can be a supporter of both of us. Yeah. I mean, like people, people, people wear Nike and Adidas both, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, you know, there's no like... um we don't feel like oh it's competition we're we're on the same team okay we're serving the same community like you know and and it's it's like um i feel like unfair to say that only one Mm -hmm. should win or whatever you know i don't i don't believe in that you know yeah no that's amazing i just i love that i didn't i did not have a clue uh that you guys were close you guys knew each other and you guys are cool that's, yeah, it's all. <laughs> oh my god, that makes me love you guys even more. <laughs> okay, 
talk to me about what's happening behind the scenes. I know you guys really did disclose me a bit on the, the process, what goes down, who is Zudo, um, but what can your family and like supporters know a little bit more so they can kind of just appreciate you more and like, oh, I didn't know that went down and that's the process. Just like an interesting fact you can throw out. Um, let's, let's talk about PD, right? I feel, I feel like the product development process, I yes. think is one where I feel mm-hmm. like we maybe need to showcase a little bit more, but yes. that, that process is very lengthy, mm-hmm. um, put a lot of attention to detail, but every single product that we launch, you know, it starts with an idea, paper sketch, computer sketch, we do a 3D model. Um, from there we do sampling, mm-hmm. for example, um our rickshaw necklace we sampled it maybe like 10 times yeah right like you know we had to remove the little seat inside or the handles couldn't be as detailed Mm -hmm. because and 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 the thing is i want to really emphasize we are not a fast fashion company so like we don't come out with pieces all the time when we drop something it's like really we really take our time Mm -hmm. to make sure it's really good high quality like as close to perfect so that if we're putting it out there and we are standing by our lifetime warranty thing, then we're going to be responsible for it, right? So we need to make sure that we're standing by it and giving our customers Absolutely. the best piece that they can get. So if something's not ready, we push launch dates. Mm-hmm. And so like we actually have started doing a lot more collaborations with other artists and creators. Mm-hmm. So we're very upfront with them like, hey, we're not going to be able to launch this for like more than six months because we just are aware of how long this is going to take. And the one thing I'll say is Ibrahim especially, his attention to detail is so great. As you just heard, he's like, I don't like those handlebars. I don't like the C. I don't like this bail. Yeah. I don't like the way it's connecting. He is not afraid to say like, this is not ready. Mm. And even once we start getting the pieces, like one thing we used to do when we were, until we were really happy with the quality is we would put our necklaces in water for 60 days. Like we would put them in a cup of water okay. and check and make sure like, is the color fading? Is it rusting? Is anything happening to it? And mm. until we're sure, then we launch it. And we even wear pieces ourselves. Yeah. to make sure you know absolutely so i so yeah the pd process i would say is um i think something that we really appreciate and I don't know, we, we just as, maybe don't showcase yeah, it as much maybe, maybe because should, uh, it just uh, takes a long time mm-hmm. to go through it and so i think we need to be more mindful of maybe capturing yeah. the moments um, of it aside from that i think another thing that a lot of people don't really see is like campaigns and like mm-hmm. collabs like all the behind the scenes of actually planning campaigns and how every little detail yeah. kind of you know connects and um has to kind of work together i think that's very tough to pull off mm-hmm. but, you know that's that that's something i would say um that, you know maybe we can show a little bit more about as well yes. yeah I would absolutely love to. And I think I commented on a couple of your posts about wanting to know like behind the scenes and I would love to see how products come to be because it just makes you love that product so much more. (laughs) How did that come to be what I'm wearing around my neck? Like, absolutely. And we started doing that a lot more now. So, but I'm glad to hear that from you. I think like I'm making mental notes because Mm -hmm. if this is what people want to see more, then we can be a little more intentional about that process. This, this whole session is just like me giving you criticism compliments. Oh, no, it's not. I actually invite this because how would I know what we can do better unless we we hear it from people? Yeah, Yeah. of course. Speaking of criticism, I love the way you guys just segued into that for me. Um, That is, how do you guys deal with criticism? Have you received any sort of like negative, nasty comments? Do you guys engage with it humorously? Do you guys delete it? Do you guys just give it with love or how does that go? 
Um, I think it really depends on what type of comments we get. So if it's something that we've posted on social media, we don't delete anything. We will address it. And, and if we're wrong, we'll say like, hey, we messed up. You guys are bringing up a really great point and we're gonna sit here and listen or sit here and take a second to research it and find the best way to correct ourselves. Because I think like when you're, when we're a brand, it, we really struggle with how we're presenting ourselves. And like, I don't know, sometimes I think recently there is a lot more pressure to take like a stance on issues mm -hmm. and, you know, make sure that we're um, representing everyone the best way possible. And so when we, when we have those uh, struggles, we like get together as a team and think about what can we, what can we do to, um, address these issues that come up. So like whenever we make a mistake, we really want to take responsibility and ownership for it. And we really try to listen to what people are saying. And then we think about what, what can we do better from here? And then whenever something happens in the future, we make sure to make notes of this to make sure we don't make that mistake again. Yeah. Or revisit like, what can we do to repair this damage that we've caused? Um, but then like on the personal level, like- <laughs> it, 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 was, it was very tough in the beginning. Yeah. right um because again it just it's it's unexpected sometimes whatever it may be but i think you kind of just have to build some thicker skin yeah at least, at least from my experience can, and can i cut you off for a second and say did you guys feel like it was an attack more on you as an individuals or did you guys see that like this is just like they they're dissatisfied or not happy exactly but then you take it so personally because it's like it's like your baby and right. you know you're behind it so it's mm -hmm. like th that's a tough part but I think trying to disconnect the two mm. is something has been like a my focus at least yeah. the past year. Yeah. So, and yeah. I'm gonna say that that's gonna be a continuous journey. That's not gonna be oh, like, yeah. okay, it's been like six years. We're done with it. No, that's gonna come up thirty Forever. years later. You're gonna be fine mm -hmm. for the last twenty years, and then one day you're gonna wake up like, um, I don't really know what I'm doing with this business. And I feel that with my podcast all the time. Sometimes I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm so content with what I'm doing. And other days I'm like, what is this a bottom um, um, that I've like put out? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, you hit it right there. Yeah. I think, I think like the older I get, the more I'm just like, does anyone really know what they're, what they're doing? doing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I feel like, for example, um every day when i'm going to the office because i'm i wear like a lot of different hats right now something else is like we're in like really different departments for a reason <laughs> but like we're in different departments sometimes i'm like waking up and i'm like i have to make up what i'm doing because i don't know how to fix this stuff mm -hmm. like for example inventory right like when we first started we had like five products it was so easy to be like i'm just gonna count one two right. three four five things now Alhamdulillah, we have like hundreds of products and they each have their own number of variants. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so keeping track of that has been its own journey. So I'm like figuring things out as we go. And so like sometimes some feedback we'll get is like, why did you say this was on in your website, but you don't even have it? Like you're, it's like not marked as sold out. And, and I'm like, I know, I'm so sorry. But like when I'm packaging, I'll sometimes make a mistake. Like maybe if someone asked for gold and I accidentally put in a rose gold that was my fault of course mm -hmm. wasn't intentional but like it's a mistake I made and then that's in a sense affecting the next customer who that piece was supposed to go to right, right? Mm -hmm. so I think it's like we don't always know and it's so hard to anticipate the mistakes we're going to make until we make them yeah. and so once we make a mistake then we're like okay what's a new system change I can make to prevent this mistake from happening again so we can prevent upsetting people 
in this way. And it's just a constant yeah. trial and error. <laughs> yeah. and it really is. Ending. <laughs> yeah. Okay, next question. And this one I've had since I was shopping on your site before I even thought of scripting this and interviewing you guys. Um, before I ask the question, I want to ask you guys this. Do, do you guys like to represent and show you showcase your guys uh, yourself as like a Muslim or Islamic brand? Because that's not exactly what I got from shopping from you guys. But I know there are a lot of Islamic pieces um, that you guys are selling there. But I, I feel like that's not really tied into the brand. T- tell me if I'm wrong. No, you're not wrong. Okay. So when we first started, I think we were really coined as an Islamic brand. And I think recently we've been really trying to broaden our audience and shift it to be just a little bit more culturally inclusive. Mm-hmm. So not limiting to only Muslims mm-hmm. or um, or that community. We still want to serve that community, very important community that we are obviously identified with. But um, we also want to embrace our South Asian roots. We also want to just start representing other voices and other identities that maybe we don't identify with, but maybe aren't given the platform to have pieces that represent them. Mm-hmm. So it's like we're trying to broaden up a little bit, but we also learned that trying to broaden up so quickly from being so niche down is also not smart to yeah. do because we can't be something that we're not. You mm-hmm. can't sell to everyone. Yeah, we can't sell to everyone. So. We have realized through, um, you know, we came out with a lot of pieces that just weren't. Also tried different branding. Yeah, we tried different branding. We've 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 gone through like our own like internal yeah and like struggle as an identity. We think about this all the time. Yeah, we have struggled with our, our identity as a brand, but I think um, we're trying to we're trying to broaden it to be just more culturally inclusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that you brought that up because it's exactly the point um that i i noticed when i was shopping for somebody on your site um, really so yes but like it's a criticism okay okay tell me <laughs> so what that is is that i noticed that there were a lot of map necklaces pendants um that were not from muslim population like majority countries so like i i wouldn't see any like let's just pick um, Russia, for example, I, I didn't see that, but if there is an individual Muslim or not, I, I felt like since there were Islamic pieces and someone was Muslim and from, had a Russian background, they didn't get to experience there, um, mm-hmm. the same thing that as other people would from, for example, the entire South Asian subcontinent, mm-hmm. they, they would. And we've been deprived of that for sure, of that representation in jewelry pieces. I was hoping that is there are there intentions of adding all maps. Do you want to so, answer? Yeah. I, I okay. So I feel like um, as I, I guess it just depends. Like I think there's it's not. Um, I feel like there's also on like the inventory and on the back end side, it's it's really difficult to you know get everything launched mm-hmm. but it is something that you know we are slowly trying to work on launching so we do have like post-purchase surveys or surveys in general where we ask our you know pseudo family like, hey what what would you like to see next yeah. so a lot of our decisions are based on feedback yeah and that's that's kind of where 
what we use to determine what we're going to launch. So when we first started, we had, I think, only 13 maps. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we've grown that, we've doubled that because of feedback, feedback that we've heard. So when a lot of people were like, we really want to see this, this map represented, mm -hmm. we try to measure that on a numbers basis because, again, the thing is we are a business. Mm -hmm. And when you order pieces, the minimum that we order is like maybe a 50 or 100. So we have to think about like, okay, if we're launching maps and we're ordering a minimum of 50 or 100 of a color, now we have gold, silver, rose gold, mm -hmm. black. And then we also offer silver in a thin chain and a thick chain. Yeah. Are we going to offer 500 of a map that we aren't seeing a so large that. demand mm -hmm. for? So from yeah. a business perspective, like very transparently, our maps are not our best sellers. Why? Because they're only offered to... Like if you're not from this map country, mm -hmm. you're not going to purchase that piece, right. right? So like from a business perspective, it's very, very difficult for us to hold onto stock like of like 500 yeah. pieces that isn't going to move. And very, very honest, like transparent with you guys, there's a lot of maps we've never had to restock that we've had for years yeah. sitting in our warehouse. And it is, it is like kind of like dead stock to us because what are we going to do until that's sold? Right. There are maps that sell regularly. Mm -hmm because a lot of people identify with that background or want to support that yeah. country or that map that is being represented. But from a business trans it's point, it's very hard for us yeah. because our, our funding is limited. Mm -hmm. So if we mm -hmm. have a budget, how can we justify purchasing mm -hmm. pieces for, um, for a product that won't move instead of purchasing pieces that a lot of people are demanding mm -hmm. and they really want it and we know that hundreds of people are gonna want this piece. Yeah. No. So like the, I think like I I completely the concern is completely valid yeah. and I feel really really terrible and really bad that yeah. we can't do it. But how can we spend hundreds and thousands of dollars on a product to make not enough people happy? It's, it's a silly I mean? decision. I get that. And then I was thinking while you were explaining your point that okay we'll have a customization, but then even customization that's more costly than it is getting so actually yes we have offered custom pieces and something that we have now offered is you can submit a custom handwriting mm -hmm. you can even submit a picture mm -hmm. so if you wanted russia you could send our support team like hey i want russia and we can still do it and we can still make it for amazing. you amazing yeah. okay so you guys have covered covered all yeah. grounds we've definitely thought a lot about this mm -hmm. so yeah amazing Okay. I'm really great question. I'm so glad you I'm, asked I'm it. glad you're like comfortable talking, <laughs> uh, you know, mentioning this stuff. So we, we appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys, it, that's actually a compliment to yourself because you guys make me comfortable enough to ask you and criticize you guys mm -hmm. that way. And I can say that I am absolutely satisfied with the reason as to why you guys can't have hundreds of that on your site um, and respect to it. We are down to our, is it second last question? Second last and a half? <laughs> Um, and the reason why is because it's kind of like a joke question, but I wanted to offer you guys more criticism. Sure. <laughs> so I feel like you guys should definitely bring on more models. One of them being me. You're uh, done. Let's do it. Done. <laughs> that was a joke, but um, send me the contract. Also, right back. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I was I was uh, thinking that like what how do you find your models who are your models are they voluntary are they paid how about does that go so typically what we've done is we actually work a lot with um content creators mm -hmm. 
And so we send our pieces to photographers who will seek out models that they're already working with. And that's the main way we've been going about it because we find that um, coordinating individual model shoots yes. is very difficult. It's really time. hard to yes. do that. So you have to photographer separately, mm -hmm. and and we've tried to actually coordinate quite a few ourselves, and like mm -hmm. sometimes um, people don't show up, or like emergencies happen, and then we have to reschedule or something like that. So what we find easiest is if we find content creators that we love how their lifestyle photography is. And we have like, you know, five or so on hand. And then whenever we're launching new pieces, we send them pieces and say, hey, whoever you can find to work with that you think works well with you, like go for it, you know what I mean? So that's kind of the approach that has just worked best with us because we've tried in the beginning coordinating on our own. Mm -hmm. It's very hard. It's, <laughs> kind of, yeah. it's insane. I know I've been modeling for my mom. She's a makeup artist in college. And so they ask for models so then they can, for their assignments and everything it's a lot there's it's so mm -hmm. there's so many mm -hmm. intric intricacies in that so many little parts that make it look, come to its full project um mm -hmm. and we're really lucky because a lot of people have messaged us and they will reach out and say yeah. hey i would love to take photos for you or work with you and so we we just want to support them because they're also interested so mm -hmm. it's like a mutually beneficial yes. agreement yeah. beautiful i love that um, and now our final question. Are we ready? I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that it, it shouldn't be scary. Um, from what you guys can tell us and what you can disclose, what is the future of Zudo? Ooh. What is the future? Ah, that's a, that's a, yeah, I mean, uh, I, f I feel like right now where we're at, you know, obviously we're, happy with the growth and progress but i definitely feel like there's um, a lot of opportunity going forward in terms of you know the type of models we work with right the marketing channels we uh use um the countries that we offer local delivery and for example like uk right we did uk next you know we, we want to go pakistan we want to go india we want to go canada so there's a lot of growth opportunity there retail shops um we have some dope pieces can i out. can i can i tell them the one we're launching Sure. When is this podcast launching? Um, honestly, I can do it after the launch if you guys are. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. Right, I'm just really it. excited because I know that Zudo is prominently known for being like a jewelry brand, and we have like you know dabbled in a couple other things. Mm -hmm. We've really tried like you know apparel. We've tried a couple other things, but I'm really excited to say like along with like you know we have so many canvases on our website. One thing we wanted to emulate and really provide our Zudo fan with is a little bit more of like an interactive fun way to create your own art so we have partnered with a couple artists and we're coming out with a new piece and it's a paint by numbers collection okay and it's really fun so because um it kind of feeds into our mission to kind of support slow living and feeding your mental well-being and we think that a lot of us are spending so much time on our screens and you know obviously like online which i understand we all have to be but this activity is supposed to be something that you can use to like reflect take some downtime and then connect it's a great thing is paint by numbers so you just you know yeah. you don't have to think too hard about it mm -hmm. and then at the end of it you have a beautiful created piece that you can showcase and hang up, hang up and tell people hey i made that or it's a great gift yes 
So oh, we're, we're, and we're launching it right before Ramadan. So it's a great Ramadan activity. Inshallah. I'm so happy that I was like the platform where you guys first shared yeah. that. This is insider information. Yes. Okay. <laughs> wow, that's very exciting. Yeah, so, so it's like, you know, Zuda Home new collections, um, new pieces. Yeah. We have a lot of ideas. Like we have so many ideas. It's just, it's just, it's good. It's going to take a while to kind of yes. get those all on. So I feel like uh, going forward, I mean, I, it's, it's very exciting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm personally very excited for the future. So. Yeah. And the last thing I want to say is that we are also figuring it out as we go. And so I want to emphasize Absolutely. to our Zudo fam, if there's something that you really want to see or like um, or a vision or, that you yeah. want, that you want to see happen with Zudo, we're so open to hearing your feedback and your suggestions or your you know what you want to see because that's what we're here for is to listen to you and to do our best to deliver what you want to see because you're our family like we're it's not us in charge here it's you in charge here and we're just here to make those things happen yeah so we're hopeful that you know it's it's gonna be exciting so yeah. yeah I'm excited for you guys. Um, just before we end the podcast, uh, do you guys want to share your Instagram handle so people can love and support you guys? For sure, yeah. So it's zudo.co for Instagram, and then TikTok is the same. Um, yeah, pretty much every other platform is zudo.co. Yeah, and then, and then, then you want to give your personal Yeah, if you want to follow us <laughs> on our personals, um, Ibrahim Adin. It's Ibrahim with two E's at the end. And yeah, and then I'm a, I'm Zuni Nadim, and um, I haven't posted in a long time. I haven't but... been on social media either, but, <laughs> but um, we're happy to connect, connect with you guys yeah, through Zudo's account. And I'm actually hoping to go live quite a bit more in Ramadan to try to connect with you all. And we have a lot of important topics lined up. So, and I hope, Shanley, this isn't our last time speaking. Maybe Thanks, I can Shanley. get you on live with me, and we can yes. just have a nice chat. And hang 100%. Out. Let's do it. <laughs> all right. And to my beautiful listeners, Um, If you guys enjoyed this episode, I hope you guys were getting an in-depth behind the scenes on why you guys should get these pieces, and I will see you guys next time.